More stimulating. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for being my friend. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And we have a fabulous program planned today in this Weather, you know, you have to love doing a program in December because we have weather everywhere. I am in Atlanta and we actually have rain here. Um, of course, the station is in Denver and they have bitter cold. And my guest today is in Dallas where they have those horrific ice storms. So everybody, buckle up, bundle up and keep your fingers crossed that technology decides to cooperate with all of us in this weather because I want to introduce you to the fabulous Patty Farmer. Patty, welcome. Oh, I'm so excited to be here, and I love that we can do what we do no matter what. Technology is our friend, and it doesn't matter where we are or what the weather, right? And we've got our fuzzy bunny slippers and, you know, all that good stuff, and we're just warm and snuggly in our studios um, and in our offices. So, it, you know, technology really has come a long way. Um, it's, it is great to be able to do this. So first, before we do this, I want to tell people a little bit about you, Patty. Patty is the the networking CEO, a multi-award winning and highly sought after marketing and social media strategist, international speaker, trainer, radio show host, woohoo, and best-selling author. Patty has created a network of over 100,000 connections while teaching thousands of business owners how to effectively network, build a large and responsive list, fill their marketing funnel, and to create key positioning techniques to grow their businesses using a non-competitive and dynamic collaboration strategy. We definitely want to talk more about that. Patty's accolades include, and these are just a few because I looked on her website and Patty really is um, very recognized for, for what she does. She received the Life Changer of the Year Award in 2013, the Best Brand of the Year recipient in 2012, the International Women's Day Business Service Award recipient in 2011, and the Best Business Connector in Dallas Award recipient in 2011. So again, Patty, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I know. It's, it's so much fun. We're in three different time zones and, you know, we, we just need some, some people calling in from California and we'd hit everything. Um, so oh. let's, let's start with your, your title. So you are the networking CEO and that is actually a trademark title. So we know that you're an expert in networking. Why did you decide to go this way with your vocation? Well, actually, that's a story in itself, too, because <laughs> being this socialite there, you'll probably remember this. I remember several years ago when Facebook came out with the whole um, now we could have vanity names, mm-hmm. right? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, now it just kind of seems so funny, but remember mm-hmm. then we, it happened at midnight. We all stayed up to midnight, right? And yes. so in my mind, I was thinking, well, what am I going to be? And I didn't. I didn't know what I wanted my name to be, to be totally honest. And, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, should, I didn't want to be like the networking queen or the networking diva or anything mm-hmm. like that. And so really, I decided like on the spur of the moment, I was like, oh, I wonder if networking CEO will be available. So wow. I did. 
Mm-hmm. And then I got it, and then here's the part that was really funny. People started asking me, well, does that mean you only work with CEOs? And I was like, really? I mean, like, I couldn't believe people asked me that. <laughs> and I was like, really? And so then I went to bed that night. It was kind of heavy on my heart. I woke up in the middle of the night, and I told my husband, I got it. And he said, what? I said, it's an acronym. And he uh-huh. said, what? And I said, CEO. And he said, what about it? And I said, it stands for Connecting Entrepreneurs Online. Oh, I love it. Yes, and that's when I decided to trademark it. So I've always been the networking person, right? That has mm-hmm. always been mm-hmm. who I am, and I've built my business utilizing that strategy, right? But it really came together in that moment. So I sort of kind of owe Facebook for that, right? So mm-hmm. um, so that's kind of how it happened, and that's how the radio show happened. Great. And the rest, I say, is history, right? Perfect, perfect. Well, and, you know, it, it is so important to um you, you know have those those stories about why we've come about because it makes us more human um you know i actually had a facebook contest and people named me the socialite and we you know we kind of do it with a play on on words and it's funny cuz one of the programs i offer is actually on social media etiquette and we say well you know i'm a deb so i have to be able to talk about etiquette but you know it it, it really does make us personal and that's what I love about social media in particular. That is how we get to know someone and know if we want to work with them. So what, you know, what are the biggest mistakes that you see people doing on social media? Well, the biggest mistakes that I see is that they really, well, first of all, they really don't follow social media. They don't follow right. etiquette. You know, I always mm-hmm. want to say to them, you know, you shouldn't do anything on social media that you really wouldn't do in person, mm-hmm. right? Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so that could almost be a whole show in itself, Deb, really. Mm-hmm. But um, so that's kind of a big thing. And then the biggest thing I see that really I feel stops them from getting massive results is they don't follow up correctly. Mm. And we all know it's all about following up, right? Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't mm-hmm. matter whether it's an online relationship or it's an offline relationship. You still have to do some following up. Right. You and and I think why that's so important is because so many people don't follow up. So it makes you stand out from the crowd. Oh, that in itself. And then asking permission. I mean, those Mm -hmm. two things really will make you step away from everybody else. But I think a lot of times people don't realize that in social media, since everything isn't really showing up and it's so real time, Mm -hmm. people need to realize that following up is really even more important because it's when you're setting that time mm-hmm. to really be able to build on that relationship. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, the revenue nowadays is really in the relationship. That's really mm-hmm. where the revenue is. And so it's so important to understand that it's not a one-hit wonder, right? You really mm-hmm. need to be building those relationships with people, and it doesn't happen overnight. And, you know, in the networking world, for people who network, they know that that no-like trust factor is so important. Mm-hmm. But the trust factor, especially if you've never met them and they are an online, you know, relationship, mm-hmm. it's really important to really be able to build on that and spend some time, you know, really learning about each other and kind of finding out where that synergy is and really building on that trust factor. Right, and and you actually... I, I've never seen this term before, so I'm going to give you credit for, for coining it, is that we need to leverage our O-R-O. You know, we talk about R-O-I, but you really talk about R-O-R, which is return on relationships. Mm-hmm. Now, I will tell you that um, I do get credit for that, but really it was originally coined by Ted Rubin. Mm-hmm. 
And, um, you know, he's famous for in the networking realm. Right, and right. Stuff, and he actually wrote a book about it. And, ah. um, but actually, to be really, somebody else did it before him. They're just mm-hmm. not really as famous for it, but he utilized it. And I think he's the most famous for it. Mm-hmm. But I think um, it really is important to really be thinking about those relationships and how you can build on them and how you can make them profitable. Because mm-hmm. I really think that one of the things about social media is that people will spend a lot of time and they spend a lot of time on visibility, but -hmm. if they don't do it correctly, visibility in itself will not turn into profitability. Right. And I actually have a whole program on that, you know, about visibility Mm -hmm. leading to profitability. And Mm -hmm. that is where it is so, so important. Well, and, you know, sometimes it's just as simple as posting thank you, you know, saying thank you when when somebody does something, you know, thanking them for a retweet or a comment on Facebook and, and all of those things. But do you see a bigger value in trying to take things offline, either via email, phone call, meeting in person, or, you know, something along those lines? Oh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, um, for me, even though most people will say to me, oh, Patty, we're Facebook friends, right? Because we know Mm -hmm. we spend a lot of time on Facebook. But in actuality, 71% of my closed business, Mm -hmm. which is multiple six figures, Mm -hmm. resulted and originated on Twitter. Cool. For me. So really, Twitter has been really, really good for me. But I would say that the most important thing in social media relationship building is knowing where your audience is. Mm-hmm. Because now that there's so much automation, you mm-hmm. may think that you're seeing them in one place, but people right. can automate now. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really, really important to ask them. Like, that is one of the number one things that's usually, to be totally honest, Ed, it's how I end most of my, um, most of my conversation. If mm-hmm. I can, I will always ask them, what is your favorite social media platform? So mm-hmm. where are you hanging out? You know, where right. do you hang out? Mm-hmm. And I always ask them because, you know, if you think that you just love Facebook and that's where you are, but they're automating a lot of that and mm-hmm. they're really spending all their time on Twitter or Google+, Plus, mm-hmm. you really need to be where they're hanging out. Right. Well, and, you know, the, the whole automation thing, you know, I love it because it does save time. You know, I automate posts by using Buffer app and, you know, some various things like that. But it still is about having that presence. And I think when people automate, they lose that. Um, you know, I I like the people who I should say I, I like as in <clears throat> not like the people who automate things so much that say their tweets are coming into Facebook. So then, you know, you've got what you think, as you said, are people there posting, but they're never even looking on Facebook. So then if somebody comments on something that came in from Twitter they never catch it. Or worse, it doesn't make sense when it's coming from Twitter because of how you have to write tweets and, and things like that. So, oh. you know, I think the automation is is a tricky beast. Well, I think I really agree with you, too, because one of the things that'll just scream that it isn't really you is when on Facebook, when people automate and send their Twitter stream mm-hmm. to Facebook, because there's no reason you have to abbreviate Right. On Facebook, like you Mm -hmm. have to on Twitter. So as Mm -hmm. soon as I see people not spelling out the word you or are or whatever, I Mm -hmm. mean, obviously that is what they're doing. So Mm -hmm. there's a couple of reasons why I don't agree with it. One, because it clearly has this big flashing sign that says you're not there. Mm -hmm. The second thing is that knowing when your audience is there 
So they're not on Facebook at the same minute that they're right. on Twitter, usually, mm-hmm. right? And so it doesn't serve you, and so you mm-hmm. haven't done your work. So just like with any other marketing strategy that you use, right, it's do your work mm-hmm. and right. finding out when and where because if you're not reaching them where they are in the time that they're there, it's just noise. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't believe in automating or running your feeds from one to another for that reason. And also, if I am connected to you and I know that everything you post on Facebook is posted on Twitter, is posted on LinkedIn, um, if I know that, then all I'm going to do is just pick the one that right. I want to mm-hmm. connect with you on. I don't need to be connected with you everywhere. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't post any of the same things except for probably the only thing, and I never do them at the same time, that I post is my quote of the day. Like mm-hmm. I'm known for the quote of the day right. in the mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. It posts, you know, like at 5 o'clock in the morning on Facebook, about 8 o'clock in the morning on Twitter, you know, so different times of the mm-hmm. day because I'm known for that and people look for that. Other right. than that, mm-hmm. there is nothing that I post mm-hmm. that goes to the same thing. Right. For that well- reason. And we're on those sites for different things. You know, we're, we're on LinkedIn for, for business professional type of information. We're on Facebook for kind of a combination. And on Twitter, we're there really for those quick snippets of information. So, you know, if I'm posting, say, a link to a great article, I typically will rewrite it for each one. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, does that take a little bit longer time? Sure. But it also gets it noticed. And I do it at different times, um, you know, so that, that it is going out, say, at 2 in the afternoon on one and 9 in the morning on the other to kind of catch those people when they're there at different times. And sometimes not even on the same day. There's no reason right. mm-hmm. that if you post a blog post and you're sharing a blog post, the message that you have to say in 140 characters mm-hmm. is very mm-hmm. concise where you can elaborate you know, when you're putting it on, say, your Facebook page or, or something like that, you don't even have to do them the same days. A lot of times you could do it, um, especially like on Twitter or different ones, where you can put it, you know, several days out. Like my radio show, when I have mm-hmm. my guests and I'm, you know, promoting my guests, as soon as they're a guest on my radio show, that I usually put that in my promotional mm-hmm. calendar for like cool. six months. Mm-hmm. Right. Ooh, I'm going to have to remember that. Aha. Tipsy. I, this is why I do this. I get these fabulous tips from people. Um, you know, and, and now the, the weird thing that I have discovered, and I wanted to get your feedback on this was, you know, I have a lot of people who obviously, like we all do, follow me on, on the various sites. The articles that I post on LinkedIn might be the same article on my Facebook page, but I get far more comments on LinkedIn. Why do you think that might be? Probably because of the audience. Mm-hmm. and or the topic. Right. So I think that those were probably two things, and also maybe because of the way you word it. Like I notice, you know, it's all about having those catchy headlines. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, on, like on Twitter or on LinkedIn, that's what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. On Facebook, you can actually kind of tell a little bit of a story, and I tend to find that I get more engagement when I ask questions. Mm-hmm. So a lot right. of times when I'm posting it on Facebook, I can take it and I use the link to whatever that is as like supporting document for what I'm trying to teach. So mm-hmm. I kind of make it a teaching moment, tell a story, and then add that link 
because now it's going to kind of back up what I say or I'm kind of giving them my opinion or telling or sharing or Mm -hmm. teaching them a way they can use whatever that strategy is or something. So there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. Right. And I think that makes a lot of sense. The other thing that I see that people do that I really don't like myself as a pet peeve is when I see people post to their business page mm-hmm. and then immediately share it to their personal page. Right. I think I think that's a mistake because, A, you're probably connected to more people on your personal page, mm-hmm. and then that's where they'll comment. If you mm-hmm. really want them to comment on your business page, I say post it on your business page talk about it on your personal page, and then drive them mm-hmm. to your business page. Or else cool. do it on a different day. Mm-hmm. You know, let it be on your business page first. And then if it's something that you really want them to know about or do it on a different venue. So there's a mm-hmm. lot of different ways that you can do that. And there's some, obviously some mm-hmm. strategies to put in place depending upon your audience, right? Well, and of course, the tricky thing with Facebook, with whether it's your personal page or your business page, is not everyone sees everything you post. Um, and it's getting worse and worse with your, your business page. Um, you know, and, and, and it came out uh, last week or so that Facebook really now is encouraging people to pay for their posts, you know, whether it's an advertisement or a sponsored post to drive those into the news feed. And, you know, I don't think that should come as a surprise to anybody. Facebook is a business and they need to make money. But on the other sites, whether it's Google Plus or Twitter or LinkedIn or, you know, some of the, the other uh, variety of social media sites, they don't filter. And, you know, so anything that you post goes out to every person that you're connected with. And to me, that it's funny when I talk to business owners, that comes as an aha moment to them. You know, they'll tell me, well, I'm not I'm not getting any response on Facebook. And I say, well, that's probably because people didn't even see the post and they're stunned at that. You know, and and so that's kind of really part of that strategy, too, is not only where are they, but, you know, are they even going to see it? And I think a lot of that, too, is because a lot of people don't really understand the algorithm of Facebook, mm-hmm. which it changes all the time because it doesn't want any of us to know right. the algorithm, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that a lot of times, you know, one of the questions, as I'm sure you're, since you're in social media, people ask all the time is, oh, should I use graphics or should mm-hmm. I use this or should I use that? And when I explain to them, you know, of course, we're trying to stay evergreen, right? But mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. changes all the time. But one of the things when I'm explaining to my clients and I say, well, here's the thing you have to know. There's some things that you do that are going to make you show up more often in the news feed. There mm-hmm. are other things that you do that will get shared more often. So just like with any other strategy that you use, I'm all about strategy because I'm a strategist, mm-hmm. right? right? You need to decide what is it that you're looking for. Do you want it to be shared? Do you want it to be, you know, show up more often? What is the goal of mm-hmm. why you're posting? So nobody should be out there in my opinion, without having a strategy, if it's for business, mm-hmm. to just post, post, post. Why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. And then having a strategy to support it. And if they do that, that strategy should tell them where they should post it, mm-hmm. why and when. Right. And and you need to look at the results, you know, because it, as you were saying, you know, you have to have this strategy. Well, if if you don't know if it worked, then it's not a very good strategy, you know, and, and that's one thing that Facebook is pretty good at is providing the insights so you can see, OK, this post at this time of day had a lot more response, a lot more reach, you know, all those various things than, than this post, which was a very similar post at a different time of day, you know, all those various things. And, you know, it, it gets tricky because people don't like, you know, well, there are some people who absolutely love numbers, but uh, um, other people who think, oh, 
I don't want to look at that. But that has to be part of your strategy. You know, if you're only posting at, say, 8 a.m., and you're not getting any response on any of your social media networks, then you really need to think about, okay, you know, is it the time of day? Is it what I'm posting? Is it how I'm posting it? You know, did I not pose a question? Was it not interesting enough? You know, all of those various things. I think that's always interesting, too, because people will say to me sometimes, Patty, is that really you at, you know, 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning when you're posting that quote of the day? Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, absolutely. First of all, we don't schedule personal posts, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And I said, absolutely, it is me. And they're like, well, why in the world would you want to post so early in the morning? And I said, so it's the first thing people see. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I said, not everybody has, you know, depends on how Mm -hmm. they have their settings. But I love that when people come onto Facebook, that may may be one of the very first things that they're Mm -hmm. actually going to see. Mm -hmm. And it has so worked for me as a strategy. Now, Mm -hmm. I love it, but I have been... In so many places, just recently, my husband and I were in Boston, Mm -hmm. and I was at a coach store shopping, and some girl came up to me, and she says, I know, I know you. And I'm like, really? And I Mm -hmm. said, oh, I've never met you before. And she she said, oh, no, I do. And I said, well, I've never been here before either. And she said, it will come to me. I won't forget. And I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking around, and then she came up to me. She goes, I know, you're Patty Farmer. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, Mm-hmm. She said, yes, you're the patty farmer. I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm the patty farmer, but I'm patty farmer. And I said, well, did you remember how we know each other? She says, yes, you're the one that does those amazing quotes in the morning. Mm-hmm. I look forward to them every single day. Right. I didn't even know who she was. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. You don't know what you're doing that mm-hmm. people will really connect with you. But if they are connecting with you, don't change that. Right. So if I all of a sudden started posting those at nighttime, you know, people are used to seeing them first thing in the morning. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes I know that when I can see in the notifications when people like them and then I can see that they like two or three of my quotes in a row, that means they're actually going to my page. Right, to see them. and looking for them. That's right. So isn't that what you want, right? So if that's working for you, do not change that. That makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. So that's why you have to have a strategy about it, right? What is the strategy? So I think that a lot of times people just need to look at what they're doing, create a strategy for it, whether it is a networking strategy, a social media strategy, pricing strategy, right? Mm -hmm. I'm all about strategy. But don't just do stuff to do stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, track it. I think you mentioned that, which I think was very, very important. You know, track it. Test. All those things really matter Mm -hmm. when you're in business. Well, and, you know, it's also a little tricky when people do get caught up in the numbers because, that that isn't telling the whole story. You know that that young woman that you met may have never ever liked or commented or anything like that, but she saw it virtually every day. So we can't you know rely a hundred percent on okay I posted at eight a.m. and nobody ever commented. That doesn't mean that a whole heck of a lot of people didn't see it, and they may have even taken the action. You know, maybe you were posting about, you know, go read my blog post, and, and they went and did that, you know, all those various things. So, you know, it is it is that combination of things. Absolutely. I think that is so important. And then, you know, a lot of things can change about different things, and you have to be doing new things, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just business as an entrepreneur, right? And right. as a business owner, but... I do think that what is so exciting, though, is there's so many people, right? Mm -hmm. And this is all about building those relationships, collaborating on different things, finding out who you serve, how Mm -hmm. you serve them, and who else may serve them, too. I think Mm -hmm. your experience. 
expanding your reach, and that's what it's right. really about, is how mm-hmm. can I expand my reach both online and offline? Mm-hmm. Great. You know, and, and it's it's interesting because I think people forget that they do need to continually be expanding that reach. Um, I had someone, I was, you know, on Facebook and was reading somebody's post the other day, and they were talking about, you know, the optimal time to post and what they're posting and, you know, those various things. And someone actually posted and said, well, I have all the business right now that I can deal with, so I'm really not doing anything. And I leaped on that and I said, you know, that's great, but that that funnel may end at some point. And so this is all about kind of building up that credibility for the future. And I think that's really interesting because, I find that a lot people tend to want to work on future business, right? Because it's more mm-hmm. comfortable right. and, mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's easy working on future business rather than working on business now. And I think that is a lot of the time why people are not as profitable as they want to be because mm-hmm. they are spending all their time working on that. And so mm-hmm. one of the things I know I work with my clients are, what are you doing today? Because right. there's a big mm-hmm. difference between being, um, you know, being productive right, and just being mm-hmm. busy, mm-hmm. and I think that that is really important both ways, so there's both mm-hmm. ways to be able to think about that. Right. One, you can't get so caught up in what you're doing now that then when that business closes or comes to an mm-hmm. end, you know, it's something you're thinking, oh, what do I do now, and then you're always having these ups and downs and ups mm-hmm. and downs, so it's important to have a pipeline, right, mm-hmm. so that's important, but on the flip side of that, it is also important to not just be thinking about what you're going to be working on in the future mm-hmm. and what are you doing today, every right. single day. Mm-hmm. Are you, what are you doing today to bring in your money into your business today? So mm-hmm. I think it's really important. Right. You know, because we, we do have bills today that we have to pay. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's always interesting to watch, you know, what, what I'm, when I'm watching online to see what people's strategies are because, you know, it, it, it's a combination of the things. And I, I love it to be able to kind of view all of those things. You know, and, and you look at the businesses that do it really well and they're doing exactly what you say. They're talking about now. But they're building that foundation for the future. Um, you know, and, and I think that's, that is where a lot of businesses get caught up. You know, they, they forget that there's, you know, either, either one of those. So they're either so focused on now, 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 or it is in this, you know, what have we got coming down the line six months from now? Well, that'd be great, but how do you pay the bills between now and then? Absolutely. And I have to tell you, when I take on a new client and then they want to, like we have our first session, right? And mm-hmm. then when we're talking, they will always want to say, oh, well, it's this and that and all this kind of stuff. And I'll always say, do you have your calendar? Mm-hmm. And something like that. If I, I have to tell you, Deb, if I can look at your calendar, right, if I mm-hmm. look at your right. calendar, mm-hmm. I will be able to tell you why you're not profitable. If right. that's why you're coming to see me, all mm-hmm. I have to do is see your calendar and mm-hmm. I'll have it in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Because really looking at where they're spending their time and what they're mm-hmm. doing says everything. So I I actually teach this class for people and I show them how to read their calendar. Mm-hmm. Kind of like back in the days when I owned my mortgage company, mm-hmm. I could read somebody's credit report and they don't realize right. how many things their credit report mm-hmm. really tells. You don't realize mm-hmm. how much your calendar t- says mm-hmm. too about why you're not profitable. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people do it on purpose. Obviously, we all want to be profitable in our business, right? Mm-hmm. But it's where we spend our time. It's right. where we spend mm-hmm. our time. What are we doing and how is 
are we leveraging that? It really mm-hmm. is about leveraging yourself and how are you positioning yourself mm-hmm. as an expert so that you become profitable. Mm-hmm. Very, very important. Well, and I think so many times we get caught up in doing something that we enjoy that right. might not be the what's going to lead us to you know to the to our future wealth whether it's you know long term clients or or you know lots of sales you know all those various things um great example i moved here to atlanta um about 18 months ago and i joined a lot of very very good networking groups but they and I, and i met some terrific people fabulous business contacts but they aren't quite in some cases the right business contacts. Um it doesn't mean they're not great people that they don't have fabulous businesses, but I need to shift and kind of look in some different directions. Um a friend of mine is Adrian Graham and she's always talking about are you networking in the right places? Oh, you're coming to my favorite subject right now. <laughs> so I have to tell you this is one of the things that's really big for me. Mm-hmm. And you know, like everything else in business, there's the old way and mm-hmm. there's the new way, right? And right. um and so I think that you have to kind of blend some of that. So mm-hmm. a lot of times in the networking world, you know, I own a networking organization, and I know there's still people who think that the best way to network is to go to networking groups, pass mm-hmm. out business cards, and hope that leads to business. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work anymore and hasn't no. worked for at least Mm-mm. a decade. There's, you know, it is about building those relationships. Mm-hmm. But with that said, there is a way to do it so it works. And so one of the things that I truly believe, and I have to tell you sometimes when people hear me say this, they just Mm -hmm. look at me like, are you kidding me? Did I just hear you say that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I hear people say, well, where it really happens is not here in the networking meeting. It Mm -hmm. really happens when you go have coffee, whether, you know, when you go have Mm -hmm. coffee together, that's Mm -hmm. what all happens. I'm going to tell you that's not true. And I know that's very controversial, and this is my own opinion, but this (laughs) is what I am going to tell you. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that Magic doesn't happen, but I'll bet you if you polled your audience, you would Mm -hmm. find that everybody could tell us a horror story of a time that they went to have coffee with somebody, Mm -hmm. and when they walked out of that meeting, they said, oh, there's an hour of my life. I will never get back again, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? But here's why, because there was no reason for them to be in that Mm -hmm. meeting yet. Now, I'm not saying magic doesn't happen when you meet for coffee, whether it's virtual or in person. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is there's a time to have that, and sometimes you need to do some work first. So just because you met somebody and you looked at their card and you had a two-minute conversation and you Mm -hmm. thought, oh, my goodness, they serve the same target market as me, it would be fabulous, that's not enough. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I always say do your due diligence. I think of my business cards like they're a $100 bill. Mm Mm-hmm. Which means for me that when I hand them out to somebody, that's how I feel about theirs too. Right. So for mm-hmm. me, if I'm going to do that, I want to know. And I have this little um, little tip that I'll share if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. it's a very simple one that I use when I'm out networking. So I know we're on the radio, but you can get a visual. So pick up a business card or visualize what your business card looks like. Okay, and when I'm having conversation, okay. Mm-hmm. So when I'm having conversation with somebody, as I'm having conversation, this is usually when I can control it, the mm-hmm. last question that I ask. Okay, so mm-hmm. now they've given me their business card, right? Mm-hmm. So I have it in my hand. This is when I ask that question I referred to earlier where I say, what is your favorite social media mm-hmm. platform? Where do you love to hang out? So... When, whatever they say. So here's how it works. So I'll just tell you how it works for me. So for mm-hmm. me, looking at my business card, top right corner, Twitter, mm-hmm. bottom right corner, Facebook, 
bottom left corner, LinkedIn, top left corner, Google Plus. Okay, it ah. may be different for everybody else, but for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. And that whatever they say to me, I've been in that corner. Oh, okay. That's the last thing they said. And when I get home and I have that stack of business cards, say you went to mm-hmm. this big event, I know my next call to action is to connect with them where they told me they oh, love to hang out. I love that. Yeah, I don't need to be going to where mm-hmm. I love to hang out. They just told me this is where mm-hmm. I love to hang out. Mm-hmm. And then you can find everything you need to know there. So if they tell mm-hmm. you Facebook or Twitter, go check it out. Mm-hmm. Connect with them there. And mm-hmm. then spend a little bit of time looking at what they're posting, right. seeing what they're doing, maybe have a phone conversation. And when the time is right, you will know when the time is to have coffee mm-hmm. and when mm-hmm. it's going to go because there's nothing worse than if you rush it and you go have coffee, the synergy wasn't there, the conversation mm-hmm. didn't really go because you didn't have anything to build on. Mm-hmm. And then six months later, you're connected to on Facebook, and they mention something about somebody, and you're thinking, oh, my goodness, that's the perfect person right. for mm-hmm. them to introduce to me, but you don't have no place to go because mm-hmm. you already burned the bridge. Right. So really don't rush. There's a time and a place, and there's lots and lots of people. Mm-hmm. So this is when you do some strategic networking so to me networking is just strategic socializing Mm -hmm. so just be a little bit more strategic about it but that one thing with the business card so for those of you who come home and now you're really busy and you don't get back to those business cards you can just look at the corners and know where Mm -hmm. to connect with them and it's a really really easy way to know what your next step Mm -hmm. is i love it i love it Well, we are at the bottom of the hour, so we're going to take a break. But when we come back, we're really going to talk much more about networking, especially because we're all going to these holiday events. We're meeting people that we might not normally even interact with because you're at a, you know, a spouse's office event or, you know, some, some type of holiday function where it's totally new people. So I really want to talk about how we can leverage networking at those parties to you know, possibly build on, on some long-term business relationships. So I am Deb Creer. We're talking with Patty Farmer on Mile High Radio, and we'll be back in just a couple of moments. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Great shows. Great music. MileHighRadio.com. What are you listening to? This offer is void where prohibited. Resort selections and reservations are subject to availability. This ad is used for the purpose of soliciting the sale of timeshare interests. If you've got two hours to spare, we've got a world of fun to share. Take your family on a magnificent four-day, three-night vacation to either Orlando or Las Vegas. Valued at more than $700, you pay just $159 total. Yes, just $159 for four days and three nights. Diamond Resorts International is making this special offer just so you can experience our brilliant Diamond Class accommodations. It's not just a standard hotel room, but a spacious suite. Discover Diamond Resorts International with an informative presentation about what makes our famous vacation ownership accommodations such amazing vacations. Call right now to see if you qualify for this amazing vacation and a $100 Visa gift card and to hear additional restrictions and details. Call 800-542-9072. That's 800-542-9072. 
Have you ever wondered how you could make a difference in someone's life? What if you could help hundreds or even thousands of children? Students in the U.S. rank 32nd in world math skills. It's time for our children to catch up. Become an owner of one of the world's fastest-growing franchises, Mathnasium. Mathnasium is the leading math-only learning center in the U.S. Imagine helping hundreds, even thousands of students in your community improve in school and raise their self-esteem. Call us at 800-783-0798. That's 800-783-0798. Deb Creer, thank you for being my friend. With us today is the fabulous Patty Farmer, the networking CEO. So before we jump back into the conversation, Patty, tell people how they can find and connect with you. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. So the easiest way would be to go to my website, pattyfarmer.com. Patty's with a Y, and they'll see on the side all my social media icons. Um, I think I shared earlier, I spend the most amount of time on Twitter at Patty mm-hmm. Farmer. But I love being on Facebook, too, so I just love to connect. Cool. And, you know, one of the things that Patty has on her website, she is this author of several books. One is called Make Your Connections Count, and the other is Success in High Heels. And I am definitely going to have to buy this book. That sounds fabulous, and I think it's going to be a, a very good thing uh, to, to read. How did you get the idea to write that book before we, you know, delve back into all of this other stuff? Well, I, just so that you know, I I will share with everybody that writing is not the easiest thing for me. So I love to talk, right? That's Mm -hmm. why I'm an international speaker. And um, speaking comes easier to me. Mm -hmm. So writing doesn't. So once I learned that I could speak my books (laughs) and then have them transcribed, Mm -hmm. that really worked for me. So if there's anybody out there who also has a book in them, has a message, that's really an easy way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, um, just last week, my third book came out. Nice. Which was uh, as a collaboration book. It's the top 25 business mentors, and it's already mm-hmm. an international bestseller, so that's exciting. Cool. Um, I think that being an author is a really great way to have credibility, so that's really good. And mm-hmm. my books can be found on my website, too. Perfect, so. perfect. Okay, let's get back into talking about networking because, you know, as I mentioned, this is the holiday season. We're all going to these holiday parties and whether it's, you know, your own office party or a spouse or you're going as a a guest of someone, you know, all those various things. We're meeting with these people who we may have never met before and they could turn out to be fabulous business contacts. But what are the three biggest networking mistakes that you see people make? Oh, that's really good. Great question. Um, so there's actually three. The first one that I see is we talked earlier about the no-like-trust factor. Mm-hmm. And I think that no one like comes easy. Trust, okay, that one takes a little bit of time. And while mm-hmm. we will introduce you maybe to our family and friends, because if we make a mistake and maybe it doesn't go good, they're going to forgive us, right, because they're right. our family mm-hmm. and friends. Mm-hmm. Our clients, however, not so much. Mm-hmm. So that's where the trust really comes in. So I think the biggest mistake I see people making is not following up when people give them a referral or do an introduction because mm-hmm. 
There's nothing worse than when somebody told you that they would introduce you to somebody or they had this referral for you, and then, like, you wait, and then you wait, and you're like, oh, man, should I call them or email them and say, hey, you know that referral you said you were going to give me? I mean, mm-hmm. it's just not a really good way to make people trust you. Mm-hmm. However, if you do exactly what you say and you do it, it's a really great way for you to be able to get credibility quickly mm-hmm. and really show that you can be trusted. So I think that's really very, very important. Mm-hmm. The second thing is confusing networking with selling. We probably don't have right. to go really into deep with that, <laughs> right? But confusing those two things, right, is very, very uh, much a faux pas. Mm-hmm. And the third and my biggest pet peeve is adding people to your email list without permission. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that is so easily um, rectified that, mm-hmm. I mean, how hard is it to just ask somebody? Right. I mean, if mm-hmm. you're providing value, it's just not that difficult to mm-hmm. just be able to say, you know, this is, you know, and tell them how often too. Like for me, one of the things that I find for me is if somebody tells me that this is what they do and this is the value they bring, I think, oh, really great, but they didn't tell me they were going to send it to me like three times a week, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. hey, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I have a monthly or a weekly, whatever it mm-hmm. is, and then honor that. Right, honor that, mm-hmm. and let them know when they're, you know, say this is the information. You know, once a month I talk about, you know, speaker tips or networking or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. and then just ask them, you know, how do you feel, or would you like that, or do I have your permission, whatever the wording is that works for you, and ask them and get that permission. It will mm-hmm. make you stand away from the crowd for sure. Right. You know, and, and one of the things you mentioned is that, you know, it's it's not about selling. And I think that's where we really get caught up um, in making mistakes, especially at, say, a, a holiday get-together. You know, people, even if it's a business type of, of event, they're really there more to socialize. So there's the subtle ways to, to get that in there. But, you know, if if they don't ask, so what do you do, I tend to kind of hold back and, and not jump into that. So how do you, you know, you've, you've gone to these events and these are people you've never met before. What's your favorite question to even start this networking? Oh, you just asked my favorite question. <laughs> my favorite question. Okay, so let me tell you. First, I'm going to tell you that if you're going to, it is Christmas time, or it's the holiday time, and there's a mm-hmm. lot of events that people go to. And I already said earlier, right, that um, networking is just strategic socializing. Mm-hmm. So when you think about how if you're going to go to an event and you know that there's going to be at least 100 people there, and you know that when you're getting ready for that event, right, you're not thinking to yourself, oh, mm-hmm. I cannot wait to see and hear what these 100 people want to sell me, right? Mm-hmm. We're not. However, when we're getting ready, right, we are thinking to ourselves, oh, I can't wait to, you know, have these potential clients and, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to tell them about, you know, so how can that ever work? I mean, if you're sitting there thinking about what you want to say to them to tell them about your products and service, but you're all, everybody's thinking that they don't want to hear about anybody's products or services, mm-hmm. then really, honestly, that can never win. So if we changed it up by changing the conversation, mm-hmm. it could be more of a win-win. So that's the ah. most important thing for me. Mm-hmm. So it's all about the questions. So I love that you just mentioned what I consider the most dreaded, hated question of all, which is, so what do you do? Mm-hmm. That's the dreaded question, right? Yes. Um, and you I get a two-sentence two answer. <laughs> that's right. And you do, or when they run out of things, that's a it kind of uh, makes them go right into sales mode, right? Mm-hmm. So I find that if you take that away, then you can get a much better answer. So for me, my favorite question of all time mm-hmm. is, 
so who do you serve? Because now ah. it's not about them. Mm-hmm. So if you just ask them, so who do you serve, mm-hmm. that question tells you so many things. Well, first mm-hmm. of all, if they don't know how to answer or they stammer over that answer, that kind of tells you something right there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing is even if they tell you somebody that you do not serve and you have no idea, you may know somebody who has been looking for somebody mm-hmm. that does that, right? So this may help you with a referral or an introduction, you know, so mm-hmm. somehow right. you can serve your network. Mm-hmm. Or best case scenario, when they answer that question, they serve some industries or some people that you serve as well. Mm-hmm. Now, if you if that happens, which is usually most of the time, um, if it does, now you know where to go with the conversation. Totally mm-hmm. different change of the conversation now because mm-hmm. now you know where to go. So now you can start working on that synergy right there. You know, how do they serve them? Because Mm -hmm. you serve them too. Now you're talking about how you have a shared audience. Mm -hmm. So how do they serve them? And now you can kind of talk about "Mm, maybe we have some synergy. Now maybe there's some ways that you can collaborate. So I think that's a really important question that will really help you to know where to go with the conversation. So now we're not talking about selling. Now we're really talking about serving. Mm -hmm. And I like to talk about serving much more than selling. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, how they respond also gives you an idea if they really want to talk business. You know, you're you're at this holiday function and maybe they could care less about talking business. So then, you know, you can transition into something different. And I think that's where I've seen people make mistakes is they're at a holiday party and they only want to talk business or they only want to talk about fun. You know, and, and there's ways to, to be able to get both in there and do it in a, in a tactful and respectful way. Oh, I think so, too. One of my other questions that I like to ask is, um, I'll say to somebody, so what are you spending your time on these days that really, really ah, mm-hmm. um, get you going? And that could be answered one way or another. Mm-hmm, so if right. I just say, you know, where are you spending your time right now? What are you the most excited mm-hmm. about? What project? That could be, you know, building their, you know, kids uh, something in the backyard. Well, that kind of mm-hmm. tells you something. It mm-hmm. could be about working on some new project. It could be a lot of things, but it gives them... Mm-hmm. the flexibility to the person you're asking right. for them to guide the conversation mm-hmm. where they want that conversation mm-hmm. to go. And mm-hmm. I think that really, when you're not at a business function, I think mm-hmm. that's really important right. to be able to do that. Because when you're relationship building, that really matters. Because for me, I can't tell you how many times I have um, gotten clients from a conversation that where we never talked about business. For example, mm-hmm. One time I was talking to somebody and she was talking about the project she was working on right then and there was um, her son's soccer. Mm-hmm. And um, so she was kind of talking to me about that. Mm-hmm. And that was really interesting. About two weeks later, I was on Facebook mm-hmm. and somebody posted an article about that. And ah. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. So mm-hmm. I was able to go back to her and say, hey, did you see this article right mm-hmm. here? And, you know, so first of all, she couldn't remember that I remembered that, right? So mm-hmm, that, made, mm-hmm. you know, was good. And that started up a whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm. So for me, I listen. Mm-hmm. I listen. I'm a very good listener. And I, it's never just about listening to the business things. I mean, what, right. you know, our children are probably mm-hmm. one of our biggest whys, mm-hmm. right? So listening to what is their why and what gets them excited mm-hmm. is really, really important no matter what it is. Right. I think it's very important. 
Well, and you know, it may be that all you're doing is finding a great person to have lunch with on occasion and business is never going to enter into it. And I think that's where people kind of get caught up too, is they think, Oh, I'm at this networking function. I must get new clients. Eh, <laughs> maybe not. And it might not come from them. Like mm-hmm. some of the things that you need to realize is that you may need somebody that you really like mm-hmm. and you may never do business with that person. But that's what the true meaning of networking really right. honestly mm-hmm. is. It's that every single person knows, you know, 750, 1,000, mm-hmm. 2,000 people. They don't even realize that they know. And through that conversation and building a relationship with them, you never know who the person is that they are going to introduce you to. Mm-hmm. And even if one of you does something, you may the business doesn't necessarily, it's not like, you know, oh, I give you business, you give me business. Mm-hmm. It could be. Like, for example, you know, how many times, like, say somebody's a realtor. Well, mm-hmm. you may have a sister that's a realtor or mm-hmm. something. Right. And so you may never really, if you knew somebody who wanted to buy a house, you may never send them that mm-hmm. business because, mm-hmm. you know, your sister. But there are so many other ways to serve people mm-hmm. that it is not always just that I'm going to give you a client. Right. There are many, many ways that you can introduce them to people. Now, there are just so many different ways that you serve, and it's keeping that open mind mm-hmm. about how can I really serve you, and that's listening as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and I tell people, you know, just exactly what you said. It's really not about who you know. It's about who they know. Um, exactly. You know, and, and, and that's one of the things I remind people on social media, and in particular Facebook, is, you know, the people who, well, I'm on Facebook just for my personal use. Okay, you know, there's no rules that, that say you can't do that. But then they forget that, you know, who, what they're talking about, their personal friends may think, oh, you know, here's somebody I can refer them to, you know, or here's, you know, here's a potential business partner for them or all those various things. And so they really do need to watch what they're posting to not take some of those things off of the table. Absolutely. So you're not selling, you're serving, but sometimes when somebody Mm -hmm. is looking for somebody, Mm -hmm. if you can introduce them to somebody that is proven, that has done a good job, Mm -hmm. is reasonably priced, is going to take care of them, Mm -hmm. are you serving them or selling Mm -hmm. to them if you do that introduction? I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, and we do it all the time in our personal Mm -hmm. life. If -hmm. we're sitting there, I see it every single week on Facebook, thinking about going to the movies with my husband who Mm -hmm. has... A good movie to see. And then right. somebody tells us and we listen to them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we tend to want to, you know, especially nowadays, money's tighter in the economy that we're in. People want to go with somebody that they trust and that mm-hmm. they know has already told them that they did a good job. I don't think right. that that's really sales. Really, you're mm-hmm. serving when you do mm-hmm. that. Right. And and so you have built that trust. And maybe it was just that they referred you to a great movie or steered you in the opposite direction of a restaurant you were thinking about going. You know, then the next time you you're thinking about a business thing, you already trust those people. Um, you know, and, and and it's all about really building those connections in a way that is is profitable, both personally and and financially. Absolutely. I have met some amazing, amazing people that first, you know, tier, so to speak, mm-hmm. we have never done business together. Right. Personally, mm-hmm. our businesses just, um, we just never have. However, I have one realtor, I know many, many realtors, but there's one specific realtor who um, her 
claim to fame, so to speak, her specialty, mm-hmm. is that before she became a realtor, she worked for a builder. And so she shared with me once when we ah. were talking mm-hmm. that she knows everything that they can um, negotiate and mm-hmm. everything they cannot. So mm. whenever I find out somebody's buying a new house oh, and from a builder, well, I, you know, wouldn't you want to know what things you mm-hmm. can negotiate oh, on yeah. and what things you can't? Mm-hmm. So up to date, I think I have sent her like 72 referrals. Nice. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm, but I think that's really information that people want to know, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that you never know. If there's something that you do, you never know what it is or who it is that might need that. So I think mm-hmm. that when you have conversation with people, even if it's not business, just in talking to people, you're sharing with people, things do come up about mm-hmm. you. Right. And sometimes people will just resonate, and they may know somebody else who does what you do, mm-hmm. but they just resonate with you, and they just want to do things for you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, as human beings, it's like being top of mind, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And and because, in particular because of social media, it turns out we're more and more interconnected than, you know, we, we have been far more in the past you know, it's funny when, like today, you you posted that you were going to be on my radio program, and a mutual friend who you know I never knew knew you. You you probably didn't know she knew me. Said, "Oh, that's great." And, you know, it it is. It's turning social media turns things into a very small world, and so when Absolutely. you have kind of set those relationships out there, it really does come back. You know, a hundred, a thousand fold. Absolutely, and not only that, but then. When that mutual person, like you said, then all of a sudden they want to share it. So now they're mm-hmm. sharing it to their people that they right. might not have done. Mm-hmm. If, but then they realize, oh, well, I know you and I know you and, and stuff. So you just never know. So you just mm-hmm. have to keep an open heart, an mm-hmm. open mind. And just, um, I just kind of feel like if you just do the right thing, the right things happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, a big part of it is that, that respect. And, you know, whether it's meeting somebody at a networking event or, you know, talking to them online, all those things just kind of come hand in hand. Um, and I had an interesting conversation. I, uh, when I was in Denver, I taught at Metro State University and uh, I had this student who was Asian and he was talking to me about respect and business cards. And it was so interesting. And uh, to this day, I still do exactly what he says. You know, when we get somebody's business card, you know, they might have just thrown it across the table at us. You know, we gather it up, we glance at it, we lay it down. Or somebody hands it to us, we don't even glance at it, we just, you know, throw it down. It To him, that's a show of disrespect because a business card is an extension of the business person. And so he, he told us, he said, you always want to take the card in two hands and have it facing you. So as you hand it to someone, hand it to them so that they could be reading it. So then you take the card and you look at it and you read it. And plus, this is going to help you remember their name and a little bit more about them. He said, and then lay it down in a place you know that is kind of respectful. So you don't cram it in a pocket. You don't do all those various things. And to me, that's kind of the this whole thing is, is showing respect to people, respecting their opinions, you know, all these various things, because then it is about building that trust. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's funny, I, the, the, the thing with the business cards, I have noticed, you know, it, it does make a difference. Um, it helps me truly remember somebody's name. And I see, you know, sometimes several hundred people in a week or, or more, but it, it, you know, it, it, they react differently. 
you know, they, they get my card back out and they look at it again. And it really is kind of one of those funny things because we go to these networking things and, and, you know, you mentioned that your business card, you think of it as a hundred dollar bill. And I think that's the way we should think about the ones we receive too, is this is, oh, you know, something that is, is a value to them. Um, I went to a networking event one time where this woman rushed up and just handed out her business card to everybody in our little, little group that was talking and, and rushed away. And we said, wait, 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 come back here. <laughs> and I said, you know, what's going on? And she said, Oh, I bet my husband I couldn't give away my entire box of business cards at this event. Bye. And we all took her business card and we threw it away. You know, what a waste. I mean, it was, it was like, Oh dear. <laughs> I think that's so true. And, Whenever somebody hands me their business card, mm-hmm. one of the things that I think is crazy is when I see people, um, they'll say, oh, can I have your business card? And they hand me their business card. They don't even mm-hmm. look at it. They stick them in their right. pocket of the purse. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like the only value it has to is that I'm going to spam you when I get home, right? right? And so for me, whenever somebody gives me their business card, I always, you know, stop, look, hold mm-hmm. it. And right. I always try to find something. I mean, there's always something, whether it's mm-hmm. the color, the font, you know something about it and also I always am really clear about making sure that I look at their name Mm -hmm. so that I get it correctly in case they didn't give it to me or Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. something right I always want to make sure that I do I find that you remember better if you Mm -hmm. look at that yep and I always try to find something to say about that I mean you don't know if that person just got that business card they're so excited about that business Mm -hmm. card they're so Mm -hmm. proud of that business card I mean try to find something and I mean there's always something right Mm -hmm. you can say something, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I find that very, very important. Also for me, it's really a good way. So many people put their social media on their cards now. It's really easy. Oh, to definitely. To mm-hmm. and look and then be able mm-hmm. to comment. And then that just kind of leads you right into the social mm-hmm. media question. Right, right. right. You know, and, say uh, if, if you got my card, it has all of that. And then you could lead into your next question. Which social media site do you enjoy the most or use the most? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think it is really important. Like for me, when I have my social media um, icons on the back of my card, Mm-hmm. How you connect with me? I actually have one of my quotes that are my quotes, mm-hmm. and then I have my social media and where my icons are. You know, Facebook, whatever. Mm-hmm. I also have one that's a little microphone, and it actually has the icon with the link to my radio station where nice. my radio show is. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really, really important. Also, mm-hmm. one of the other things that I do um, here's a tip right here Ooh. is one of the things that I do is if I am I have more than one business card, right? Mm-hmm. So if I am going to an event that I am speaking at, so if I'm speaking at an event, then what I will do is I take specific business cards and instead of having the URL to pattyfarmer.com, mm-hmm. the URL goes to a page that has to do with what I was speaking about. Ooh. And so say I'm talking about, you know, the six-figure follow-up, Connections mm-hmm. to Cash. Mm-hmm. Well, then it says connectionstocash.com. So when they go nice. there, mm-hmm. that is the place for them to be able to go, recap what I talked to them about, give mm-hmm. them a freebie so that they can opt in, right? Mm-hmm. And also to be able to give them a place to go to find out more information if they were in, right. you know, if they were interested in that. Mm-hmm. It's a really great way instead of just sending them to your website and they're going, okay, mm-hmm. well, what do I do when I'm here, mm-hmm. right? I give them a call to action mm-hmm. specifically to where I want them to go. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's really important that you can utilize your 
business card in so many ways mm-hmm. that I just don't think that people realize what prime real estate it really Definitely. Is. You know, and, and they're inexpensive. You know, this long gone are the days when we spent a lot of money on business cards. You can have cards for virtually everything you do. You know, as, as you mentioned, you know, maybe it's a conference and they heard, uh, you know, 10 speakers. And they got 10 business cards. And they don't even remember the presentation. They look at your card. Oh, I remember what Patty talked about. And so then they, they have that information. Mm-hmm. That's why I have a QR code on mine, too. Mm-hmm. Like I have a QR code on not all of my business cards, but on some of them mm-hmm. that talk of, it talks about to find out more um, about whatever that subject was. They can go to the QR code. Mm-hmm. And then when they click on that QR code, if that is somebody that they love to do, it will send them there or maybe do nice. a little video about it mm-hmm. or a recap about it or something so in case Mm -hmm. people are you know don't pick up your business card for a while right maybe Mm -hmm. they put it on the desk and they were busy and they look at that oh yes i remember that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i think there's technology now gives us so many ways but i think the important thing for people to remember is not everybody is going to do business with you through the home page of your website that's how everybody used to find you but Mm -hmm. not necessarily anymore so i think Mm -hmm. it is really important um, from a profitability standpoint right. to realize that when you're driving people places, there should be a call to action. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes that call to action is a phone call. You know what cracks me up, Deb? One mm-hmm. of the things that really cracks me up is when people will give me their website and stuff. And so I've had this conversation. I think, oh, I really want to. And then I have to go to their website and search for their mm-hmm. phone number. Right. I know. Right? Hello. You know, like it's on the bottom. Yeah, it's like on the bottom in the footer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always want to say 50% of people will not scroll mm-hmm. on your right. website. Put you know, it in if, the header, folks. The <laughs> That's right. I mean, if you want them to call you, mm-hmm. then put your phone number in a place right. where they can see it. Like right away. Do not make people search for mm-hmm. how to get a hold of you. So right. I think that that is something that I see people do a lot. Mm-hmm. They think, oh, well, I have that contact me. Well, yes, but people don't search on websites anymore. I think that's really important. And so many people are also looking at it on a mobile site, have a button there so that all they have to do is click the button. You know, if they're looking at it on their phone, they're not going to try and write down the number and then call you back. Make it easy for people. Exactly. Great. Well, heavens, Patty, we are at the top of the hour, and I know that we just started on this conversation, so that means we will have you back on again because you have so much great information. Um, you know, and, and so we will definitely have you back, but tell people one last time how they reach you and how they connect with you online. Okay, so they can go to my website, which is pattyfarmer.com. All my social media icons will be on the left side so they can find us there. I would love to connect with everybody. And I also have a freebie, if that's okay. Yes. Okay. So since we were talking about networking, right, we Mm -hmm. all love talking about networking, if they go to www.the, you have to make sure you do the the, the Mm -hmm. six, so the six is the number, not S-I-X, the Mm -hmm. sixfigurefollowup.com. So I'll say that again, the sixfigurefollowup.com. They'll get all kinds of freebies there. They'll get all kinds of questions they can ask, how to become more referable, not just how to give a referable, 
how to ask for referrals, and all kinds of great goodies like that. Great. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I will make sure that I promote that website for you because we want to make sure that our listeners get that information. Again, Patty, thank you so much. Um, for everyone listening, stay warm, stay dry, stay out of this bad weather. If you are somewhere where there is bad, nasty, cold weather, everybody be safe. Next week, we will be talking with Laura Rubenstein. Again, Patty, oh, thank you. Oh, yes, we're, we're just going to have so much fun. Um, thank you, Patty, for being a terrific guest. We will have you on again because, like I said, we just touch the surface on all of this. So um, everyone have a great time. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we will talk to you later. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. I'm not ashamed to say. I hope it always will stay this way. Radio.com. Just what the doctor ordered. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.